all. Welcome to Office Hours. We believe every Christian adult should be a student of the Bible, literature, and history, and can learn to delight in the process of learning. On this podcast, we share bite-sized ideas, practical tips, nuggets of good literature to whet your appetite. And in this season, we're talking about reading. I'm Erica, and I'm here with Ryan and Rachel, my friends. Friends, what are you reading? Well, friend, <laughs> I've uh, I've just finished G.K. Chesterton's uh, lengthy uh, romantic poem, "The Ballad of the White Horse." Uh, it's a it's not an epic length poem, uh, you know, like "Paradise Lost" or "The Odyssey," a big thick thing. You can read the whole thing in about an hour. I read it over the course of you know, three or four evenings before falling asleep. Uh, but it's a, it's a story. It tells the story of. King Alfred uh, driving the Danes out of Wessex, and it's uh, it's just great. It's it's engaging and exciting and evocative in a way that really like, only Chesterton can be. Mm. We we could we could spend an episode just talking about Chesterton. Mm-hmm. You should share a couple of those uh, quotations, maybe. Oh yeah, oh, on yeah, that the, episode. Maybe? Yeah, that's yeah, a good. That's a, you want to get it now? <laughs> <laughs> this book is you would recommend to read before, or not this book, this poem before you read The White Horse King, which I think we recommended a couple episodes La- ago. Yeah, you yeah. referred to it. Yeah, so then maybe that's what you should do. If you're going to read The White Horse, White Horse King, read Start that with the first. poem. Mm-hmm. Rachel? I am uh, rereading or re-listening to... It's re-listening um, counts. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to the Two Towers with the Kids. So this is our car book. Um, Ryan read as our evening reading he read through the trilogy last year um and the kids uh we just decided one day that this was going to be the car the car book and we finished fellowship of the ring and they insisted on launching right into the two towers they're totally here for it and um i mean it's tolkien it's a car book because we actually often will listen instead of uh listen to a book instead of um listening to music in the car driving around but this one because everybody is so into it all the kids have to be in the car um and yeah so it's just we're just soaking it in it is a um we're listening to the audible version with rob inglis which is excellent but um it is really worthwhile to get the Lord of the Rings with different readers mm-hmm. in different seasons. To me, it's a very fall and winter book. I, I totally love agree. it in yeah. September. Yeah. And um, about it. the atmosphere yeah. of the book. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. So today we're talking about what to read when. Um, and much of that hinges on whether you're the kind of person who reads many books on the go, like. Rachel and I, <laughs> or if you are, you read one at a time, don't you? No, no, oh, you don't. Why no. did I think that you did? Oh, that's so funny. Uh, my husband is. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's quite a stack. Um, Rachel's my husband's a one book kind of one at a time kind of guy, and um, so you have to kind of know whether you are. I respect you are. that. Oh yeah, the diligence for that. Yep. Um, but I think most of us struggle to read the same book all the time because there are different levels of energy and interest and focus throughout the day. So um, when you're thinking about what to read when, identify that in yourself. Am I somebody who can read many books on the go or am I the kind of person who needs to read only one? Um, If you're reading many on the go, make sure you're setting goals within your season. Um, If you have a very busy season that requires a lot of time to prepare for, maybe you're a very um, full hospitality season, it's probably not wise to try to read war and peace 
in the next month, right? Like you want to, you want to think about what's happening in your life, be realistic, set goals for your season. Um, it's also okay in your reading to, uh, quit reading a book. If you get to, you know, maybe you get to the 50 page mark and you go, ah, this is, this is not serving me. Um, mm-hmm. and I'm not really making mm-hmm. progress. So go ahead. You have permission to put it down or return mm-hmm. it to the library or And whatever. I would add to that, if you read a book and you really didn't know, maybe you didn't do as thorough thorough of vetting as you typically would, and you get to it, and even if you're 100 pages in and you get to a really graphic sex scene, yes. put down it's the book. It's time to. Yeah, it's time so to. stopping yeah. a book, there's many reasons, but um, as That's Christians... I don't care how much you're enjoying the book or committed to it. There is certain content that requires that you stop reading this yeah, book. Yeah, it draws yeah. a line there. And you yeah. gotta we gotta qualify that the other way as well. Yeah. Um, you know, there are there are certain books that you know we would say you should read. Like, yes, you should right. read this book, but for whatever reason, you're you're not ready for it. You picked right. it up and turns out 25, 50 pages in. I am not in the no, right season for this. Right. Yeah. Speaking you, of that. You should come back to it. Yes. But yes. You, you don't owe it anything at this moment. That's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of that, um, knowing what season you're in. So, for instance, um, if you're about to start homeschooling your kids, your eight kids, <laughs> and you're, it's like September, that's very different from Christmas break or summer break, right? Your time in summer break often is quite a bit freer. So think about when you're setting your goals, know that if you have a goal in mind to get through, you know, 35 books, know that those aren't going to happen equally distributed throughout Mm -hmm. the year. You have to be prepared to kind of let that pace of reading happen. And you should also consider just thinking of that, you know, in September, the, the reading you do with your kids for school counts yes absolutely. right so your goal should take that into account right. if i'm reading a kids abridged version but it is still a novel of um the three musketeers the three musketeers yep that's what we just did yeah. um that actually yes. counts that's absolutely. actually valuable and you should consider that in your reading goals. that's right also remember your spiritual and your emotional bandwidth too both the expected and the unexpected i know for me i plan i try to read about 50 books a year um, and this, and I, I typically can get that this year. I have not, I'm only at 30 and we are coming up to the end of the year and I'm okay with that. I, I it's been a weird year with lots of different changes and different mm-hmm. things and, and lots of things we're starting, lots of things that takes a lot of energy. So I'm okay with that. Um, just take that all into consideration and just kind of go with what, what actually happens in real life. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, it might be helpful to pick your books according to the literal season you're in. So mm-hmm. we were just talking about Two Towers feeling very fallish. There are books that feel like they belong at Christmas. Um, my husband often teases me because I think Harry Potter, the, the well, the books and the movies are Christmas books to me. Because mm. I always watch the movies over Christmas, when I was a teacher, watch or during Christmas break. To me, they are Christmas. They are not Christmas movies. No. And but see, I, I, in my mind, you read them in September and sure, October. Fair enough. Yes, yeah. <laughs> so what feels like summer to you? What feels like fall to you? That can help inform what you read when Mm -hmm. Um, and other people can help you with this and uh can often refer or recommend Mm -hmm. books to you there's also the value of rereading to get an atmosphere i know you've mentioned wrinkle in time there's a particular atmosphere and you've reread it and there you Mm -hmm. are there's the atmosphere um another really important thing to think about when you're picking what to read when is determining where your pockets of time are we've talked a little bit about this um 
generally, when are you most energetic or most focused? When do you have the most amount of concentration? When are you at the lowest? And you want to kind of pair your energy with books that are like a, that fit that. So if you have lots of energy and lots of focus, maybe it's time to read a denser, more complicated book that takes a little bit more brain power to mm-hmm. work through. Um, when you have less concentration, maybe that's the time to read something that's got a little bit more mm-hmm. uh, ease to it. Um, good fiction generally takes less energy, but if you're not used to the classics, it can take some getting used to. So plan that according to your energies and and how you're reading it. Are you are you reading it with your eyes? Are you reading it with your ears? What's happening there? Um, are you are you trying to read a more academic work? Because that's going to require more focus and more concentration. I find for me, because I'm an auditory learner, the academic work fits really well with a, a listening. I like to listen. Unfortunately, lots of um, more academic works aren't yet yeah. audiobooks, which is which is a bit of a disappointment. Come on, guys. <laughs> but it also is, it, it is happening. It is moving towards audiobooks. Right. And I would be... Um... I, I can listen, but if I am really trying to get my head around something, I if I if I am listening, I have to pause and write things down. Yeah. Mm. But I find I need to be able to underline. Um, yeah, it's not just the reading and the seeing; it's that I need to I need to underline. Yes. I need to write. Yeah. So to really learn something well. Um, whether it's with my eyes or ears, I have to have a pencil for mm-hmm. it to stick. Yeah, fair enough. So, so I'm not going to listen to that book while making dinner because right. I'm going to have to stop yes. too many times. Yeah. If you're a visual learner, um, you want to think about that in the reverse. So when do you need to read visually? What, um, when is it going to be more effective for your mm-hmm. focus, your attention? If you read for your, with your eyes, if you're an auditory learner, right, it's going to be more effective to learn and read with your ears. Yeah, so I find that uh, for my normal Bible reading plan, Mm. I can uh, can listen to lots of it and and get it, get the the point of it. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's what I do for my daily reading. But when I prepare for a Bible study, I have to sit down and have it in front of my face. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes when I'm preparing for talks, I will listen to the the, the text that I'm going to talk on over and over and over and over mm-hmm. again and then sit down with it after I've sat listening to it for a while and then do the mm-hmm. hard copy. That's kind of an amalgamation of the two kind of ways of listening or reading. So some things to consider, just a few things here. Um, reading time in the morning, maybe you can tack some reading onto your Bible time. Mm-hmm. Um, working through a couple of pages of more dense text when your mind is really fresh. Um, perhaps you need to do reading time with your kids at meals. Can you listen to the audiobook? Can you listen to the Bible together? Mm-hmm. Can you put on an audiobook while you drive around? We've talked about that quite a bit, that there's high value in that. Um, could you have a lighter read to have on the go that sits on the microwave that you can read a few pages while you wait for the beep or wait for the kettle to boil or while you're toasting grilled cheese or whatever, whatever right? Like something light. Um, is there a classics or a classic text or maybe a children's text that you can read together as a family. I know that's what you guys do in the evenings. Um, do you have something lighter to read before bed? Is mm-hmm. there a book that you like that you could reread before bed? That might mm-hmm. be an option. Um, is there a regular lull in your week or your month that you can leverage for reading time? So something like a regular appointment. Um, uh, maybe you've got kids who are in hockey or soccer or baseball. You know, if you're a sports family or you have sports on the go, that might be something that you can build in. Just take your book and read for 15 minutes. Um, carry something in your bag. 
Um, yeah. Or in your car that you can yeah. pick up yeah. periodically in these moments. You should definitely have books in your car. Yeah. Um, it also communicates to your children and the other people in your house um, that books are important when you have them everywhere. So that's, that's good. Um, you might be able to read on your phone if you're waiting in line at the, at the bank. Be careful with reading on your phone. Um, if you have tiny humans in your home and you are constantly looking at your phone, even if you're reading, they can't see what you're doing on your phone. So making it very clear that um, picking your times to do that can help communicate to children that phones are a tool that we use. We're not going to obsess over reading. Our Bible is a distinct kind of reading that there's value in reading it from the actual mm-hmm. text rather than on your phone. Anyways, leave that with you, but that's something to think about. It's actually the same with headphones. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. yeah. If I have headphones choosing when to right. have my headphones on and I'm listening to something, but I, I don't get to be, upset if I'm interrupted that's right and they know I'm listening to a book and that's right yeah yeah now there is a pause button for a reason that's beautiful (laughs) um if you're part of a reading book sorry reading club and Mm. you're reading through a book or if you're part of a bible study or something where you're reading Mm. just with other people it can be helpful to can um to divide your time as you prepare for it so like if you have a monthly book club maybe don't read it right after your meeting for the next meeting because that's a long time to to let that yeah you to forget but if you do it like maybe the week before that that meeting that Mm -hmm. could be a good way to plan out your your reading time it's i think it's pretty effective um to do it that way remember the goal is not just to get it done it's also to to learn and consume and digest Mm -hmm. these ideas um and then the last thing is just know that there are books that aren't worth reading at all and we sort of mentioned this about content there is trash books that you are allowed to say you know what i'm not going to waste my time with that i have other books to read yeah it is actually true that it would be better to not read not read Mm -hmm. than to read only trash that's right and there's there's a lot of trash and some of it is very very popular yes and And like yeah yeah yeah. it's it's not just that you know, of making many books, there's no end. They have yeah. no idea how many books there are in the world. But yeah. there, we're talking about like you might you might feel a little bit like left out for a season if you've never read you know, the Hunger Games mm-hmm. or something. Mm-hmm. But you you don't need to. Like, well, you could also if somebody says, "Hey, have you read such and such?" and you know it's a book that you are choosing not to read, you could say, yeah. "No, but I've just read this other book," and you could talk yeah. about that. And your excitement often can diminish and diffuse yeah. any kind yeah. of awkwardness or any kind of uh, weirdness that you might mm-hmm. feel or the other person might feel that they brought it up yeah and then now you've given them another good recommendation that isn't trash yeah. mm-hmm. so. there is um and this this could be a whole episode on its own um di- dis- discerning <laughs> between the kind of books like game of thrones that you shouldn't read no and things like you said hunger games well maybe you should read that and then you can explain why it's yeah why it's (laughs) trash um and there is a time and place to say i tried and this was the point two pages in that i had to quit and why how Mm -hmm. why was it that you could get farther than those two pages that actually happened with uh to me with game of thrones i I had heard so much about uh about the the show mm-hmm. and you, yeah. you know how uh, how vile that is and i thought surely surely the books can't be so <laughs> so sensational as all that 
And, oh, and yeah. so I got one from the library and I got five pages through it and yeah. I brought wow. it back. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I, I think, yeah, it was similar. It was, um, this is a genre that I would probably really mm-hmm. love, mm-hmm. whatever. But yeah. it was probably the same point in that first chapter where it was like, well, mm-hmm. nope. Yeah. And I think that might be the bell. Yes, it is the bell. Um, well, enjoy that. Think about your day. Figure out when your high energies, your low energies, and then pick books that fit with that. And I know that we have to go, but I want to put a plug in for our Instagram account that oh, you yes. should follow. <laughs> uh, Wolf's Head House. Is that how it yep. is? Yeah. Um, we're going to be uh, regularly posting uh, recommends. Uh, so little five book lists for you to, to take and find and read. Happy reading. Happy reading. Happy reading.